time. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy T. Smith. Welcome you to another episode of the TSM Podcast. TSM, of course, was created to train, support, and minister, to train your mind, support your goals, and minister to your visions. What's going on, Breeze? Talk to me, man. Man, I'm good, man. It's a Friday. Uh, we made it through the first week of 2023. We did. Let's salute to that. We and did. Uh, man, it's just been a, it's been a good week. I got some gigs on the floor this weekend. I just got another one on the phone while we was getting the show started. So that's yeah. a blessing. Shout out to uh, the kids. Um, and yeah, there you go. I, I ain't tripping. That's what's up, man. What's my joint? I ain't stressing today. <laughs> that stupid little <laughs> Yeah, gotta hit it. <laughs> gotta hit it, man. No, that's funny. No, we were sitting here cracking up. This this is the power of influence. I literally started off the episode. We had to do a couple of intros, outtakes. Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna mess around <laughs> and put that together. <laughs> because I started off with the intro of another podcast that I listen to a lot. That's the power of influence. I mean, y'all ain't paying me, so I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to dub that. But it was just funny, you know, to see that. I, I didn't even hesitate to introduce myself as if I was on a podcast. So that was funny. But, man, yeah, it's, it's the first week of the new year. You know, it's out the way. It's officially 2023. It's hard to just accept and embrace that 2020 was three years ago. That's like, I don't think anybody takes the time. Like, the timelines are just a blur. I, I can't I, remember anything other than getting married March 13th because it's 313 day. We got yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we got married yeah. 313 day, 2021. We coming yep. up on two years. But outside of that, if you were to ask me what I did when, I'm going to let you know that I did it, but I don't have dates to match. I can't address when I did stuff. Ain't it crazy to just realize that all of the stuff, all of these changes, it's been three years. Like, it's coming up on three years since we shut everything down and nothing been the same since then. You be, I be watching, like, different, like, um, document. You know, on YouTube, you watching, like, I've been watching a lot of stuff on boxing lately. <clears throat> and they be doing, like, dates in 2020. And it's like, yeah, it's hard to put wrap your mind around that sometimes. But when I think about it, I just remember, like, yeah, it was three years ago. The world shut down. Uh, I remember, like, with your wedding, that was the last time that I drove my old car to go do a gig. Oh, yeah. After that. I was like, it's a wrap, and I went and I switched it up. But so that's like, I, I that's kind of like a benchmark for me when I got my new truck. And uh, relationships always mark help to be good markers of time. So yeah. I had a I had a different relationship back in 2020. So I always like equate the time before that, after that, kind of. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with recent stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's 2023 now. 21, 2021 went by. 2022 blew by. Now we here. I keep I'm saying everybody talking about it's their Jordan year. Yeah, I mean cut it out. They they you know they ain't have a choice. You got to do something with cut years now. Cut like it when out. You, I didn't get that memo. That started probably like within the last three to four years. Because when I turned twenty three, I didn't know it was supposed to be Happy Jordan year. Twenty four, Happy Kobe. I I didn't know none Stop of that. It. I I didn't know. So you know, I didn't. Either. We, we gonna find we gonna find something for fifty. <laughs> we gonna find something. David Robinson year. Because all right, right, right. Because all the kids, you know, all the kids got they. Jordan year and then Kobe year and stuff yeah, like that. Whatever oh, okay. kids. Y'all enjoy that. Okay. Yeah, they they can have that. <laughs> Pay <Man>. bills. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's <laughs> that part. Man, speaking of paying bills, I don't think we ever took the time. Quick tangent. Because we do got something to talk about today, but I don't think we take the time to just acknowledge that we are that generation now. Like millennials were grown. We're old enough to run for president. 
You unk now. We're, I'm unk now. Yeah, like, you unk. Yeah, yeah. Like I can be called OG and be like, you, you, what you trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Hold yeah. Up, like, you? like, like you, you not quite where I'm at. No, 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 not quite. Not but yet. all I'm saying, I'm gonna say this for those who are, like, we about to be forty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. next month, I'm gonna be forty. My man, I know a lot of y'all didn't know that. I know y'all probably thought I was like 27. You yeah, know? facts. Sorry that I had to, you know, remove the veil, but. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like me and like my people, like we the we the uncles and aunts now. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like we, the we, 80s. We, the 80s are still 30 years ago. They not. It's not 40 no, years that's ago. Not, you know that's not. That's not. That's not fresh. Right. Like people that was born in 81 or 82. I'm like y'all still in y'all 30s. Y'all y'all not. There's no way I got. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a sister in her forties. I'm like, wait, what? You was yeah. born, y'all, all y'all us, were born in all us eighties babies. We turning forty now, y'all. That's wild. Yeah, man. That's wild. To yeah, just think. it's it's wild yeah. to say twenty years ago was two thousand three. Yeah, that's wild. Like, yeah, man, bro, that's wild. Things were so different. Just yeah. think about like technology. Think about like you was. I don't know I was in school in college back then. Like I look, I look at. I use my brother Manny as an example. Shout out to Manny. My dog Manny. Dog was born in two thousand one, right? So that's when I was graduating from high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all of the times we we were in school talking about Sports Illustrated. We was in school looking at LeBron being on the cover, getting drafted in 03. He was two. He knew nothing about the first like 10 years of his career where I'm like, yo, before Miami, the man literally had to hold the fort down on his own. But it's crazy for me to with, be like, yeah, I knew that. But him, you didn't know with that. With him, it's uh, he just know about LeBron after what in Cleveland. Right, yeah, yeah, like the tail end the of Miami because you like 12, 13, so yep. now you can start to yeah, comprehend. Now you, yeah, now you get Yeah, you, so you around the age. That. Yeah, you're around the age you probably were when Jordan was doing the three-peats. Like, okay, I'm old enough to understand. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that, in high that school was for now. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's where he's at now. So it's just crazy. Like, bro, that was 20 years ago. That that's one thing about time, man. It's going to keep on going. Yep, and as it keep on going, I'm going to need us. I'm going to leave millennials to grow up a little bit. What I mean by that is... <laughs> We don't realize that we are, like I said, we're that generation now. Like we are what our parents were when they were raising us. Yeah. So now yeah. it's on us. So when I see people talking about the world the way it is or society the way it is or kids the way it is, I'm like, do you have kids? Are you raising your kids like that? Because it's so you're a direct contributor to the kids acting however, they, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you, we have to take that step back and have a deeper appreciation and even a level of respect for our parents in doing what they endure. A perfect example, whenever holidays come around, I get tired of going on Facebook and Instagram and seeing, man, where the cookout at? Where I'm pulling up today? Bro, you are 35. We supposed to be pulling up the old crib now. Yeah. Our parents were 35, and now you need to acknowledge yeah. how tough it was for them to work a full job, to cook the clean, to go spend a couple hundred dollars yeah. to feed everybody in the house. Then I have and to get clean. Christmas gifts. And get Christmas gifts. And I have to clean after everybody leave. Fun fact, things that I always tell people, if everybody that comes to my house picks up and cleans exactly what they use, my house will be just as clean as when you got here. I may have to wipe the tables down. I might have to mop a little bit. That's fine. That's just my preference. But I shouldn't have to go around and pick up uh, plastic Dixie cups. I shouldn't have to throw away plates. I, like, bro, this whole leaving the mess because somebody else got it, you need to acknowledge that you was doing that yeah, to our parents growing up. That's no good. Like, if nah. you, you go up to somebody's crib, man, clean up after yourself, period. But they don't even, they don't, they would rather, we would still rather go make a mess somewhere else and then chunk our deuces because we don't want to host anymore. Let me just throw this in there, you know, for the other people that are in, our, that are in the demographic. <clears throat> if you go over somebody's house and they let you smoke, you know what I'm saying, yo, marijuana at their house, don't leave a mess. 
if you got your guts or whatever, make sure you take all that with you. Or don't just don't leave no mess. No ashes, no guts, no butts, nothing. Make it to be like you wasn't there. It's okay. If they if they cool enough to be like, yeah, go ahead and smoke your little tree in my house, then make sure you leave it like you left it, like you found it. That's I think all. you should tag some people. It sounds like you know exactly. I just don't because it's like they get it gives smokers a bad a bad name. You yeah, know? you know how they say That's I don't I don't know who needs to hear this. Nah, yeah, Breeze, Breeze know who I, needs I to know hear who this. I know who needs to hear this. Yeah, brother. Like, dang, just clean up after yourself, man. Just just like if you ate a plate of food, you're yeah. not gonna leave remnants. So if you smoked your little, you rolled your little doobie and all of that, just bam bam, throw it away. That. So yeah, man, we need to just realize we old enough to do stuff now. Yeah, you're so right, like, man. Like I said, we I said it on Facebook. I'm like, man, we the uncles and aunties now. Yeah. <laughs> so stop with the, you know, working I pull up or, you know, things born or, you know, um I think the one I would hear the most is, you know, the holidays just ain't the same no more. Yeah, because the people that used to hold the fort together either passed away or said, I'm not doing it anymore. So it's like you need to appreciate Big Mama while you still have her. And if you don't, you need to acknowledge what all he or she did to keep everybody together. And you should take that mantle and run with it. We look forward to letting our house be that house around Sundays. We grew up. My great grandmother, we called her Medea. Medea will always have food cooked. After church, and we will all go over to uh, Grandma's Granny's house. You know, you gonna get that church, good plate. And we had that good plate, and she was the usher, so she saw everybody that came in and out. So if you ain't go to church, you ain't eat. You can come hang out, but you can't eat, and you not pulling up with no KFC, McDonald's, nothing. If you gonna come, you just coming to hang out. But if you didn't go to church, you Dang. didn't get no food. She was an OG, so Dang. it's like you realize when you do that every Sunday for like she died when I was eight, so for eight years. That's all we knew was everything. And I'm talking, we didn't miss a beat, didn't miss a It was an institution. Right. It was something that you just knew. It was innate. Somehow you just find yourself driving blindly to Medea's house so we could pull up, have some food. We done got cards and dominoes and, you know, a TV on in the back. And then when the sun go down, all the grown folks go out back, the kids come in the house. And then by like eight o'clock, we all going home to get ready for school. It was just, it was the rite of passage. So we got to keep that going. We we gotta we, we gotta de- find we definitely do going, we definitely do shout out to all the grown folks going out yeah. to the back yeah 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 I do <laughs> <laughs> hey that's where I'm at facts 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 all right man before we jump into it though we did uh spend a little bit of time talking about just like the NFL and playoffs and things like that but more than anything you know me I do look forward to going back and finishing school like this is the year for me where I'm just like I gotta finish strong. Right. So I'm looking forward to um, going through school, um, finishing school, figuring out which master's program I want to go into, maybe even a Ph.D. program, you know, baby steps, small steps, great distances. Right. So as I'm looking into all of that, sports psychology is the biggest one, because I was one of the guys that after I tore my hamstring, I lost all hope, like was afraid to run full speed ever again. There's no amount of physical therapy that can help. That's mental like you have the ability to get back to where you once were, but there's a mental blockage you have to get through. So I look forward to studying sports psychology, right? To combine that with exercise science, to actually sit with people that were injured or that are going through physical therapy and they just kind of losing hope, wondering, oh man, I don't have that edge I used to have. And forms of depression come out of that. Suicidal thoughts come out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like that all losing yourself and, and, and just losing interest and stuff like that. Just being real bland. All of that comes as a byproduct of, you know, some type of injuries. And so as we talked about DeMar Hamlin, um, man, one thing I can say I appreciated was that for me, this was the first time in likely a long time that I saw the whole community stop. Like, yeah, I saw the whole world stop, but I'm talking specifically to the black community. 
I saw the entire community just stop and halt and say, wait, that that was different. You feel me? Even if we didn't watch it actually happen, me and my wife watched it actually happen. My brother watched it happen. He texted us. We like, yo, that was that that ain't cool. I was at the studio <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we was about to get ready to broadcast on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And then my homeboy came in and was like, yeah, the game just stopped because the, the guy had uh, passed out. Yeah. And then they, then they still had it, the video on ESPN at that point. So I saw it that way. And, and what I want to acknowledge there is... <laughs> I appreciate it when RG3 took to Twitter and took to, I think it was a Facebook Live or something like that, and was like, please don't share that video. Like, stop stop sharing the video. We don't need to, you know, be um, subject to having to watch that happen. We don't know his condition. Mm-hmm. We don't know the, the mm-hmm. final results of it, so let's stop sharing that video. And this is not a but. This is an and. Because I appreciated that, but we talked for a few episodes where I told you the backlash I would constantly get when I would see... Um, videos being shared of us fighting each other or someone being shot and killed like in broad daylight and you share it and you post Mm -hmm. it and facebook doesn't do anything about it zuckerberg doesn't do anything about it instagram twitter they don't do anything about that so i'm saying (laughs) but let you post a song that you don't have the rights to they're gonna get me on that mug in five minutes let me call somebody an a-hole or call them stupid (laughs) in the comment section you're gonna flag my something minute like that right you know what i'm saying right so it's like the priorities being back to where you will allow us to diminish ourselves where you allow us to chastise not chastise each other but you know what i'm saying so it's like when i saw rg3 do what he did i said yes that's the start of something great from the football side cool but now i'm standing 10 toes down yeah, on what i've always said on yeah. from the people side i'm now saying just as we have respect to say we're not posting that video please stop posting i'm i'm i, I you know me i don't follow any pages that that promote it and I get tired of it because even though I don't post certain pages, there are pages that show it. And you may think they're showing it to, <clears throat> um, as to, like to show a news it. Aspect right. You, to... you may think they're showing it as if anybody has seen this person, please call. No, you're showing it for ratings. You're, you're, we're not stupid. For you're eyes, show, right. For you're likes. showing it because you know you're going to get likes. You know you're going to get shares. Like the lady yep. that uh, was shot and killed on Grand River up the street. Um, at that convenience store, like you had no business and they even shared it. Her family members were coming saying, please do not share the video in the same pages, shared the doggone video. So if mm-hmm. we can have that much decency for an NFL player, which God bless him, he's a man first, a black man first. Surely we can have that exact same decency and say, if this is not attached to an open or pending investigation legally, where the cops are doing this because they need help tracking down the suspect. If you just sharing this stuff out of ignorance, I'm gonna need you to stop. Like, I'm sick of us being subject to seeing things and being traumatized and just accepting trauma as it is. Like, and I mean, plus, let's just be honest here. Like, if you want to see that, if you want to see stuff like that, you don't have to, don't know, you don't have to send it to nobody. You can just, you can go find it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you know, on, a, on like some archival type mm-hmm. vibes. So you can find it. You don't have to be like, hey, look at this. It's not necessary. It's not, man. So <clears throat> tomorrow, we still praying for you. Anybody that has been subject to any type of sustained injury in the exact same regard, we are praying for you too. We we know that this is a sport that's just like it is what it is. We violent. Know, right. We know it's a violent sport that doesn't negate the injury itself or the likelihood that the game will continue kind of like a life goes on type of mm-hmm. ordeal. But just to see everybody kind of stand still in that moment and to see people on TV praying for them and to see every single um, radio hosts and every single sports TV show switched to attention yep. to actually was, talking about that. It was that. on ESPN all day. Yeah, you know, like, I was, honestly, surpri- I was actually surprised. I mentioned that on the podcast yesterday. I was surprised because I was like, y'all, I, I, I didn't think that they would just, you know, Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points. 
Right, you know exactly. I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, right. I'm not trying to diminish no, what you. happened I'm at all, you. but I'm just. I was very surprised that they decided to forego all of the other broadcasting and just everything was. It was just like um, like I. I mean, I'm not even gonna go there. Yes, I am because we talking. Remember when 9/11 happened? Yeah, that's I was just TV about to go shut there. down. Exactly. And I'm saying just comparing not you can't compare 9/11 to the football player and what happened. I mean, that's two totally different things. Both are tragedies, but mm-hmm. it's different. My point is when that happened, MTV, BET, like different yep. sh- different uh stations shut down and it was yep. all about that. It was different people's opinion on what happened. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just like with this, they have a doctor come in. They will have a neurologist, a neurologist come in, stuff like that. So yeah. I just was surprised with that. Yeah, same because to your point, <clears throat> we have been used to up until then. They go to a commercial break, they do what they got to do to get them carted off, and then the game goes on. And then it's typically like a rally, like all right, we about to win this for you, we about to do this yeah. for you. Like when Jimmy G uh, got hurt, Trey Lance was already out. Jimmy G yeah. got hurt, like it, his was horrific. Uh, he Sha- got Ryan he got, Shazier. Yeah, so it was like when he got hurt. Brock Purdy came in and dropped 35 against Tampa. Yep. Like, legit obliterated yeah. Brady and that whole Buccaneers team. I want team. to say, after you know Ryan saying? Shazier got injured, they won that game. The Steelers, yeah. yeah they, they made the playoffs that, that Yeah, yep. so it was like, you get used to seeing that, but for everybody to stop and say, yo, hold up, this was, you know what I'm saying? It's like, thank you for acknowledging mm-hmm. that aspect of it because, yeah, I, I told my wife, too, like, wait, De- Donovan Mitchell did what? So then I started joking. I was like, oh, LeBron about to go back to Cleveland. Somebody done broke one of his records. Yeah. But, you know, and as much as I tried to joke and make light of the situation, it's, it was just like, like man. even Donovan Mitchell at the end was like, yo, I just heard about what happened to yep. DeMar Hamlin. So it was like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's rare. The only other time I remember that happening was when Kobe passed because I remember we were at church when it happened. <laughs> but Michigan State was playing the game. Duke was playing the game. And they showed both Coach K at the time. And Izzo. Izzo was with uh, Cassius Winston. Shout out to Cassius Winston. He was standing next to him, and they showed him whisper something in his ear, and then Cassius was like, Kobe? And he said it again. I was like, Kobe? So it was like in the middle of y'all winning a big game, he still stopped to tell his players that because they knew how much that meant, and they all got together in the middle of the court. I'm like, for us to realize that this is more. I get tired of hearing this just a game. I hope you finally understand this is more than Ryan, just a game. Ryan Clark, man. It's not just a game. I love game. that, yeah. Yeah, he, he said the best thing. Like I say, man, he said you got like a, it's a playing football in the NFL. Playing football, period, is an opportunity, you know? And yep. if you're playing in the NFL, it's an opportunity to be able to take care of your family in this small window of time that you got. Yep. You got to maximize your time, you know? Yep. And he was out there going, playing in his opportunity, you know what I'm saying? But yep. the thing about football is, it comes at a cost, and you know it's a risk that you take when you play it. You know. Yep. So let's uh let's let's not necessarily switch gears, but let's let's jump right into our topic, um because as it relates to everything we're just saying, it's going to tie in too. Um, I wanted to spend some time probably over the next couple of episodes. I'm not sure. I'm gonna see how long, um, God will have me to stay here. But there was something that I had went through an experience that I felt would help so many people just one as i explain it uh, one as a testimony but two because i feel that there is so much attached to it that people can draw and pull from it um including you i know that there are things that we talked about offline that i know i'm gonna get your stance and your input on it after you know i explain what happened but uh you know we can jump right into it i remember i was <clears throat> i was six years old and i was sick uh Everyone thought I just had the cold because I kept coughing. I was a little feverish, not much, right? So I stayed home. They took me to uh, urgent care. 
urgent care, thought it was just a cold. They gave me some medicine, right? They sent me back home. Uh, a couple of days later, I wake up, the fever's gotten worse. So now they run me to the emergency room. The emergency room similarly thinks it's just uh, an extended cough, right? Like a severe cough. So they give me something a little stronger just for if like cough and cold, they send me home. Um, my mom goes to wake me up to take the medicine and I'm unresponsive. So now that I'm unresponsive and obviously I don't recollect this, I just, this is what I was told, right? That I get rushed straight to the emergency room because I'm not breathing. I had a pulse, but I wasn't breathing. Um, so they rushed me straight to the emergency room. Uh, the doctors are, you know, trying to get my heartbeat back there. They're performing CPR. They're putting oxygen masks on me and stuff like that. Once I get, once my heartbeat comes back, once I'm conscious and fully breathing on my own, um, that's when they told my parents that I had pneumonia. And when I tell everybody the story, they're like, pneumonia don't do that. And, and you're right, it doesn't. But it was pneumonia the whole time. They just didn't know for whatever reason. They wasn't looking as hard as they should have. Malpractice, whatever the case may be, I don't know. God the, bless them anyway. Doctors are a trip too. Yeah, and I this mean, was this was the mid, right, mid, late 90s. Yeah. So it's like I, I have to take that into effect that I right now can look up like we we talked about ligaments, right? ACL, LCL, MCL. Like the I reason can, why you I know what Google, they are, right? Yep. I can go to Google and look up what they are, what they're attached to, without having a white lab yep. coat. Yep. <laughs> I yep. can what go their do that right is, now, like, right? You know, like I don't need an MD to to know this yeah. stuff now, right? So it's like my I, knee I, hurt. Yeah. So <laughs> right here. so given whatever limited access they had, they did what I I'll still give them the benefit of the doubt and say they did what they felt was best at the time because I was a six year old kid. Right. Um. But because the pneumonia had gotten so bad, pneumonia is a liquid that just builds up on your lungs and makes it hard to breathe. Right, right. Um, I had it for so long. You had a large amount of Yeah, and because my body temperature dropped, I went from feverish to my body temperature being under 92, which is like hypothermic. So now that my body temperature is so cold, it's equivalent to putting water in the freezer and watching it freeze. So now the liquid on my lungs started to freeze up and turn into gel. So now I have like gel yeah, on like, both of my lungs. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to breathe. Yeah. So now I have gel on both of my lungs and they were like, we're going to have to do surgery. We got to go in. So they had to cut me open from the side and they, they equated it to me as a kid, like scraping jelly off of a toast, off a toast without touching the toast because it's so much as we puncture along like this this can go fatal real quick so we have to take our time go real slow do it in segments right we have to take breaks as easy as it seems to just do that there are so many other things that plan to occur. yeah 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 so they do the surgery i come out of surgery now i have a breathing tube inside of my chest like they have to stick something inside of my chest all the way up through and I had to start learning how to breathe. I had to learn how to take deep breaths in, deep breaths out. I probably went a whole week without talking. Um, I had to learn how to breathe all over again. They gave me this little, it was like a, a little casing with three tubes in it, and it had a ball in each tube. And they said, you cannot leave this hospital until you breathe long enough to where all three balls hit the top of the casing. When I tell you it took over a month, it took over a month. I'm breathing as hard as I can, crying like crazy because I just can't breathe. And I'm talking the energy it would take for me to just try once. They're like, all right, you ready to try? My nurse would come in. I loved her so much. She would come in. It's like, you ready to try? One, two, three. And I'm like, and that's it. And I'm talking that's full-blown 100% effort that I was given there. And one of the balls would just pop up and drop back down. So now I'm extremely discouraged thinking, again, in my mind, that's it. Uh, I can't do anything. I can't. Uh, play sports anymore I can't play in the backyard anymore I can't do any of this keep in mind this is a separate segment but keep in mind during this time my brother was hit by a car he was actually I remember we talked about that he was actually hit by a truck 
So his leg literally snapped. So everything, fibia, tibia, every ligament, everything snapped. So he's at another hospital getting tended to, getting surgery, starting physical therapy, all of that stuff. So now my mom and my dad are trying to go back and forth. They're trying to work. They're trying to manage all of this. And you have two sons who are both in fit, critical condition, both of which could have died from the injuries they sustained in a particular incident. So it's like, man, I, I never outright just told them I love them. But mom, pop, I love y'all and I appreciate y'all for just thugging that out. I can't imagine going back and forth between two hospitals being told by both doctors your son might not make it and for both of us to still be here y'all are the true mvps and i need y'all to receive these flowers because y'all y'all did that y'all held the fort down y'all kept the family together all of that i know it took some time i know later there were outside circumstances that played effect into the divorce but y'all got back together through the grace of god but i just need to shout y'all out in that moment because i can't imagine having two kids having them both in two separate instances where the doctor says they might die you might need to start preparing for that's, it to work. That's a lot to put on a relationship <clears throat> right you know what i'm saying right like, that's a whole lot and i'm six my brother's seven so it's not like they had much time man they had only been married for seven years at that mm -hmm. time you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. they still figuring themselves out they in their 20s right so it was like it was a much different time yeah um but i'm sharing that to say obviously i'm here obviously i'm breathing on my own obviously i i look great for the circumstances that i have been in went to the military ran track uh thought about uh going to fresno to run uh track had a full scholarship to run at fresno state uh love taking care of myself love studying fitness and things like that people see me and always ask me if i once played professionally or something mm -hmm. like that just because i take care of myself man but but i said all that to say that everyone has their own story it might not be as deep or as significant as that yeah but everybody for sure has their own story mm -hmm. and here's where i want to start with this story today in this episode is when i first played back everything that i knew about what happened the first step that i had to acknowledge was something more needed to be done right so let's think about this logically the doctor thought that I had a cold, so they prescribed me something that would have only taken care of the cold, would have only been a remedy for the cold. They give me something stronger, thinking that whatever was stronger was going to work, but again, they are only trying to cure the cold. If they tried curing pneumonia from the get-go, none of that would have happened. Exactly. I would have never went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. They would have given me a little stronger dosage of medicine. They likely would have put me on an IV to get my fluids back, and they would have monitored me for a couple of days in the hospital until my breathing would suffice enough to where they can send me home and say, hey, keep him home for the next two or three days, and then he can go back to school next week. That would have been a one-month process instead of a two-and-a-half, three-month process in and out of the hospital, in and out of surgery, right? But I say all that to say the point is this. <clears throat> What they were using wasn't strong enough for what I had. So naturally, I needed something stronger. I needed more than what it was that I was given. So it's like that medicine worked for a cold, but it wouldn't have worked for pneumonia. And I think back to how many times I can acknowledge, Breeze, that what I was doing was not enough for where I was trying to go. What I was doing just wasn't strong enough. The way I was thinking, the way I was praying, right? The way I was, I was studying. Whatever it was that my goal was, what I was doing, it just, it wasn't enough. It, it wasn't strong enough. And so I, I, I want to encourage people like, you know, you want to wonder why you're not over that 
situation. You want to know why you're not over that addiction or that person or that feeling. Um, it's because you're going to need something stronger. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever effort you're putting towards getting rid of it, if it's still there, it's because you're not treating it properly. You're still nursing it. You feel me? You're, you're, you're downplaying it or you're watering it down, thinking that it's not as big of an issue as it is. And I just wanted us to sit and talk about if there were any scenarios or examples that you can bring up where you were able to acknowledge this is what I want. But what I'm doing just isn't strong enough, whether it was school, whether it was I know like all of this podcasting and DJing and stuff like that. I can only imagine there may have been a time or two where you got discouraged or was like, you know what? I might not actually be right for this. When in actuality, you were, you just weren't putting forth enough effort that you needed to. You mentioned the DJing for sure. Like it was a time where when it would get around January, February, it would just be no, no motion. You know, like it would be busy when, it, you know, spring, summer, you know, and then taper off in the fall. And then after Christmas, it just would be slow. And that was like a, a trend for a couple of years at the beginning. Yeah. But and it, it is discouraging because. You know, when there's nothing going on, that's when you got to be at your job. You know what I'm saying? Right. Working, working the job. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's cool or whatever. But you know how jobs are. They they want to just take your dreams away and turn what you want to do into what they want you to do for them. Yep. You know? And that's whatever. You got to make your money. But it was discouraging. You know, doing going DJing and doing a lot of big gigs and DJing at Shane Park and DJing downtown, different places, even getting to DJ outside of the state here and there a little bit early in the career and then having to come back and work a job that was discouraging for sure and you see other people doing what you want to do and you be like what do they got that i don't got you know what i'm saying right. and sometimes it's just a matter of time and definitely it's a matter of uh putting forth a little bit more effort pounding the pavement you know and just put getting your name out there some more so i would just say that and then just just being just not quitting that but that that's always going to be you know when you're talking about perseverance and stuff like that you just yeah. gotta have it in your mind that you you want what you want and you're not gonna stop till you get it how did you get there i had to do i had to get better i had to practice more for real i had to practice more i had to educate myself on it, it's no better educator sometimes than experience life experience right, right. And, de, and part of that was djing more gigs and having different experiences and learning about different songs that go for different modes yeah. you know different vibes you know and sometimes it, it'll take you being somewhere and not having it not or not being prepared you know not having that particular song yeah to and then getting it and then knowing how important it is you know so you can apply that to anything you know yeah 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 that's 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 true um, sometimes you gotta mess up you know or make a mistake you know so you can be better yeah we don't sadly we don't we don't believe in mistakes no more we don't <clears throat> we don't believe in falling flat on our faces we don't we hate the idea we flat out hate the idea of someone seeing us down someone seeing us um and let me give you this example like i love um the adult like the huge jingle blocks now as much as i love playing oh jingle, yeah yeah but those the are mega dope. those yeah. are those are fun those are dope for real but it's like imagine if that entire set represents your life and you are trying to change your life around you're trying to fix your life and stuff like that but one wrong move and, and your whole life comes crashing down. down and now if you want to start over everybody has to watch you picking up your pieces you know what i'm saying and it's like that's where we're at now nobody if the jingle blocks fall you just want to walk away 
you you're like that's that, somebody else's mess. No, that's that, your that, mess. That, it failed truth. because of you. That's the truth. You pulled the piece out. That whole Jenga tower failed because of you. Your move. It didn't fall from anybody else. They all watched you make a move that didn't work. It's cool. Pick the pieces back up, get back up there, and try it again. Walking away isn't going to solve anything. No, the don't. only thing walking away does is make the other people that want to chime in, it's going to make them have to pick up the mess that you created. It leaves a mess. That's yeah. what I'm about to say. Oh, when you walk away, it just leaves a mess. And I and I, I just, when, you, when I hear that, I just think about relationships like yeah. these days. Instead of like, man, like I, man, you're not, y'all not always going to be exactly on the same page, you know? And that's okay. The, the the relationship part is making sure we get back to being on the same page right. consistently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you asked me uh, instead of last walking week. away. Yeah, we was talking about that because just the relationships and stuff, and in my dealings as a single yeah. guy, you know, man. You you asked me last week was like, are you and your wife always on the same page? I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, because <laughs> you know it's it's not enough to say no. You yeah, you got to say absolutely yeah, not. That's yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Now. That's I'm real like, real. Right. It's like absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Because <laughs> you got to wait. Like absolutely. Most assuredly not. not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Most assuredly not. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm still in that for sure. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. It's like brother. no, we are not always on the same. But page. that's okay, man. And that is okay because I was taught. My granddad always said this. I've said it on probably three or four episodes. Go figure out which ones but at some point i said this if two people agree on everything all the time somebody is lying (laughs) (laughs) you either a yes man or someone is trying to coddle the feelings of the other person because they're afraid of the the truth being told and that's just not how i want to live my life i don't either because it's not it's not no truth it's not truth in that no. I mean, there's no growth in that. Right, there's no growth. I mean, I'm because always, there's no truth in it, there's yeah, no growth in it. I'm always going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. If I want whatever, whatever I'm talking about, you can be like, yeah, all the time. And, and the very idea. second somebody challenges you, you look at them as the problem when the problem is that you have created an environment that only cultivates the likelihood that everyone's going to agree with you. Yeah, and that's You no need good. to normalize being okay with people disagreeing with you. Like, and, you, you have to normalize and, that. And, and sometimes, like, I, a friend of mine, like, I, I know, like, Especially men too But I see it more in women You know When mm-hmm. women We unwilling to compromise Like this is how I am This is who I am And you know If they got the right friends around them That keep on letting them do it They never gonna not do it Right You know If I'm I'm gonna be how I'm gonna be And you gonna have to accept it But then when they When somebody else come around That don't deal with that It's gonna be like That's not acceptable And then when you bring that to them They think you a problem Right Then they get pissed They get pissed yeah. at you I be like That's not okay Right And it's like the the what bothers me and all of that is all it takes is a moment of self-reflection just a second just be like a quick moment how could i have done that better was there anything in that situation that i could have done to change the result and you don't and if, if you do if you if even if you decide to do that if you you know you uh grown enough to be like to ask that question that's cool but the hard part is being able to be like yes there was something that I could have done better. I I think I may have been a large uh, reason for the result of that situation. Exactly. Let me change yep. some things. That's the part. Acknowledging your role in the situation is going to save you so many hours of heartache. Remember the rock. Remember what the rock used to say. What's that? <laughs> know your role. Oh, and shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. I wasn't gonna go there. I was just gonna say know your you got role. The belt. I ain't have a choice. Know your role. That's all I'm saying. Just know your yeah. role. And and that's and that's true, man. Because roles are different for everybody. They are. But at no point is your role to always come out on the right side of things. Nobody's role is to always be the one that's agreed with or upon. 
nobody's role is to walk around as this highly assured person that everyone needs to affirm and you can't do or say anything that bothers me because I have every right to kick you out of my personal space. <laughs> You're going to live a very lonely yeah, life yeah. if you think that everybody around you has to agree with you. If everybody, listen to me, Breeze is here because I don't do any of that. I don't do any of this. <laughs> hey, I can, but I don't. I do not have the time. I just don't. I remember a, 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 a pastor named Darius Daniels. He had on uh, Instagram, he had a, 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 I think it was like a summit where he was talking with somebody. It was like, I can name you probably five things that matter more than money to you. And they was like, go ahead. He said, if I were to give you a million dollars, but told you you're dying tomorrow, would you take the million dollars? They said, no. He said, okay, so time matters more than money. And he went down the list. If I gave you a million dollars right now, but told you you will be sick from here on out every single day, health no curable disease. So now health is more than money. Right. So he went down a list of so many things that meant more. If I gave you a million dollars right now, but told you everybody you loved was going to die. Your no. So now family more matters money. more than money. And he like, he went down a laundry list. So, Time is my most valued commodity. Time is an asset to me. It's not a liability. It's an asset. I need to maximize my time, which is why getting up earlier makes more sense when the world is quiet, when the world is shut off. That's where I can focus and dial in. So I know that no time. Distractions. Right, exactly. So I know that time is a commodity to me. I don't have to. I don't need to be scrolling on Instagram because my page, my feed can only refresh so many times. Ain't that many people up. Yeah. So it's nothing new for me yeah. to see. So I know that time is a big commodity for me. I know that it's huge. So I value my time. So I say, Breeze, I just need to come in, sit down, put these headphones, talk, say my prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Go home. You get this to me when you can. We have settled our books. I get you situated and I'm out. I can't sit and do the editing and the dubs and the captions and all of that stuff. I just don't have the time and that's okay. to that's, do that. That's what make the world go around. You right. Know what I'm so imagine if I'm trying to put together a business plan where everybody at the table does the exact same thing. Somebody's irrelevant. If everybody at my table thinks the same way, somebody's irrelevant. If everybody at my table walks the same way, somebody's irrelevant. If everybody at my table talks the same way or thinks the same way, somebody is irrelevant. Now hear me. There are times where the more of us that agree, the easier it'll be to pitch this idea or to get this business launched. So I'm not suggesting that people agreeing with you are bad business. No. What I'm saying is if everybody is thinking the same, then somebody's irrelevant mm -hmm. because you don't have that person that'll come in and challenge or interject and say, hey, you know what, Breeze? I, uh... I know you like to play this type of song around this time, but can I just, this? right. Can I just pitch this to you? This is my favorite thing to say. Like, can I submit this to you? It's a form of submission. I know we hate that word because the whole community done went left with it, but I'm not talking relationships <laughs> or marriage. <laughs> I'm not talking marriage or relationships right now. I'm just talking the idea of submitting, meaning you are presenting something to somebody. I'm, I'm that giving you, you this idea. <laughs> right. I am presenting something to you that you are well within your rights yeah. to accept and or reject. And the other fine. day I was DJing a party and it was, the lady was like, you should have played. It's time to go. And I get what she was saying. But to me, that's corny. You know what I'm saying? It is. And I don't know. In a way, it's cool sometimes it'll go. But in a way, it's kind of off-putting. Like, it is. You wanted, everybody, you wanted everybody to come here and be right. at your party. Now, you like, get out. It's time right. to go. Get up out my face. It's time to go. I don't, that's not my thing. So to me, playing that song is corny. That's right. My, that's my preference. She came over and she told me that. And I told her, I was like, I feel you. But to me, that's kind of corny. <clears throat> 
That is corny. It's very off-putting. Yeah, her, her, and, yeah. and as much as I love the song, it's not organic. That's what I'm saying. It's not organic. Be me, I'd rather play something that make everybody sing at the end, like the five heartbeats. Right. Where everybody like, oh, you know what I'm saying? And yep. y'all, y'all leave out like on that note. Yep. Instead of, get out. Get out of my face. Get out. You Which, know? again, to your point, she submitted it to you. Yep. And you still had every right to reject it. Yeah. You still had every right to say, thanks for presenting that yeah. to me. I was, I was cool. taking into consideration. I was cool. I had my drink happening. in my hand. I was like, right. nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> because even well, though you. you didn't agree with it, yeah. you are not about to go back and forth. You are not about to lose any type of points that go towards your character because of what someone else may have presented to you that you may or may not have liked. So again, if I'm in a situation where everybody, everybody around me can do the exact same thing, somebody needs to go because yep. I do not need that many hands right. in the same jar. I need somebody that can sit and say, Hey, you know what? That was actually bad. That was yeah. actually, you know how many yep. times I have one person come to me and be like, Hey, you, you should reconsider that. That's not a complete thought that, okay. You know what? T I book. I can be bumped with you. That's stupid. All right, if you present that to anybody, <laughs> if you present that to any potential buyer, they're going to laugh at you in your face or they're going to laugh at you after they shut the door behind your back or they're going to take that idea, idea revamp it, make and it their make own it because yeah. you didn't patent it, because you didn't copyright it, because you thought all you needed was an LLC and nobody actually told you how to keep people from impeding on whatever it was that you created. Because of that, they're going to take your idea and run with it. Like people say, somebody will take your bricks just to go build their own house. Yep. So it's like you have to be so careful with who you allow in your circle and who all you speak to about stuff like this. Because even with that, the person that's, that person that's, the, that's not going to agree with you, where is it coming from? If it's coming yep. from a place of love and friendship, you know, where I want to see you do good, you know, or is it coming from I just don't want to see you doing better than me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear your idea down. We got to be able to discern that, you know what I mean? And thank God for being able to have discernment, you know, to be able to tell who's for you and who's against you, you know? Yep. Let me see. I just. Um, amen. Let me. Let me. <laughs> no, I'm glad you said. Speak, speaking of amen. Amen. Let me see what Luke had to say about this, because there's a, a passage in the Bible um, where. Um, let me see where it's so Don't make me pull my Bible out. I got it right here now. Yes, I usually pull my hardcover, but I was like, you know what? Because I got my phone in my hand. But he was talking about, essentially, it was like the cost of being a disciple. Like, you have to know that there's a price for following me. This is what Jesus was saying in the scripture in the passage. He was like, there's a price for following me. There's Take a price up that for cross being called. and follow me. Right. There's a price for being considered one of my own. There's, there's a reason why there's two separate passages. One saying many are called, few are chosen. But there's a separate passage where there were hundreds of disciples, but only 12 of them remained. And yep. even the 12 shrunk because he yep. knew you're going to deny me. You're going to lie on me. You're going to take from me. And you you know what I'm saying? It was it's like a, It's just like that song, man. That, that song, we'd be like, take up that cross and follow me. Yep. Talking about Jesus. And, yep. you know, when you be a disciple, you literally have to take up that cross and you have to carry the weight of being a disciple. Found it. Luke 14, uh, verses 28 and 29, where Jesus said, but don't begin until you count the cost. For who will begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone will laugh and mimic saying there's the person who started a building but couldn't afford to finish it. Can we just stop? First of Jesus all, Jesus got jokes. However, man, he didn't he say he said everybody can be like, ah, all of that. Y'all, I know y'all might not be able to see it, but those that's red. 
Okay, when there's a red, that means Jesus said that. Means Jesus said that, right? So this this is as a kid say, there's no cap because <laughs> this is what he's saying. This isn't what people are saying about him. This isn't what people no, are so referencing these, these that he said. Words. These are his exact words. He's saying, count up the cost of what it means to live for me. Count up the cost of what it means to do what I'm telling you to do. Count up the cost first. Because if you're sitting here saying, all right, I know this car costs 25000 and I know it's going to cost me probably 8000 down because of my credit score. I know it's likely going to cost me 600 a month. But you didn't take to effect insurance. insurance. You didn't take to effect yes. oil changes. You didn't take to effect that the car takes premium gas. Not go. unleaded. Me, premium. I got to hit 93. Yep. I cry every single time because hey. it no matter how low gas is, that caddy, I need premium. I, so it I hit been different. There. When I had the Malibu SS, it was older. The it was oh, 07. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. 07, so I had to put premium in it too, bro. Yep. Now we got the Cherokee, we put mid-grade in it. That mid, <laughs> hey, I'll take that 89. I'll, I'll hey, take I, that 89. <laughs> so it's like imagine just being so and and it's like this isn't a knock to anyone's mindsets but it happens you get that one big payday or you get that tax return or you got that stimulus check right you got something to show for a huge amount of money and without counting up the cost you said this is what i want Ah. and i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna deal with the after effects after all i know is breeze i I want want this and i know that i can get it and i know that i can get it flip that to a situation right and flip that to a situation breeze all i know is that i want her all I know is that the sex is bomb. I didn't know she was going to get pregnant. You didn't know that unprotected sex will lead to pregnancy? No, I didn't know she was going to get pregnant. So now you didn't count up the cost of raising this kid. You didn't count up the cost of the emotions that were involved. Same with the car. You didn't count up the cost of oil changes, of getting tires rotated, of getting your engine flushed. You think that it's just getting in the car, putting Vroom. gas in, and then driving and to up, and stun on everybody. Right. You didn't realize that the insurance was going to kick yeah. in. You didn't realize that, you know what I'm saying, the longer you have it, the more it depreciates. You didn't realize the that. The tires for this mug is $1,500. You you didn't realize that. Like, I had sport tires on mine. I had to realize that living in the city, those sport tires got to go. As much as I love my car, it's a turbo, it's a stick shift, it's rare. People always freak out when they see it. Yeah, you wild, boy. I know know you got a Cadillac with a stick shift. Yeah, yeah, I'm wild. That's about to be the new thing for you. Oh, it is, no question. You know that boy, Terry? got a Cadillac (laughs) with a stick shift in it? And it drives everybody crazy when they see it. I'm like, no, you can't use my car. It's a nah. stick shift. That's why I got it. It's an anti-theft deterrent. And by plus, itself. like, it's it's a, it's interesting because you got a luxury vehicle, and usually a, a manual transmission isn't associated with a luxury. It's vehicle. not. It's not. It's not because exactly. you want to just get in it and just drive. But you exactly. need <laughs> exactly. Shout out to my mom and dad. They when back in the day, they both had stick shift. Vehicles. Oh yeah, that was always the thing. That's how my pop, my pop told me and my brother when I was probably 12, 13 years old. It was, it's easier on maintenance as much as that caddy cost. It's so much easier on maintenance. It's easier to maneuver, easier to get through. But it's like I said all that to say it would have been foolish to look at that and not have counted up the cost of everything that goes into it. Similar to getting a house, you only take into account the mortgage. You don't take into account heat. DTE, Wi-Fi, landscaping, right? um, Property tax, like these are things that matter more than not just as much. These are things that matter more than what you are paying every month just for the roof over your head. And here it is, just to read it again. Here it is. Jesus is saying, obviously, he's speaking in a parable. Bring it back one more time. (laughs) He's speaking in a parable in a sense, but he's saying, don't begin until you've counted the cost. Don't start until you've counted up the cost. Don't pursue her or him 
until you've acknowledged that that's what you want to do and that you want their best interest at heart. Don't go for that job until you acknowledge you might have to come in early, stay late and work through lunch. Don't try to finish that degree unless you know you're going to have to choose studying over late night partying. Don't try to reconcile. (laughs) Don't try to reconcile with that person when you know you have some heart issues yourself. Don't try to forgive someone else without first forgiving yourself. Like, all of these things matter. Can you take the time to count up the cost? Like, I, I just, I feel like I might need to do a whole separate segment on that. But it's it's so important, man. It's so, like, paramount that we understand we have to count up the cost, right? Because I can't imagine what it costs my mom and my dad. You Like, you know my dad's story. Worked at Chrysler forever. I don't know what it costs to have to choose between going from one hospital to see my namesake, Junior, going to the other hospital to see my son Terrence, going to work, going to check on my wife, going, you know what I'm saying, that's while a, still trying to pay bills. That's a lot. While life is going on. And all of that, and I'm talking without even flinching, without hesitating, every need was still met. Every bill was still paid on time. He still had a roof over his head. We still had clothes on our back. We still had food in our stomach. And I still saw him every single day. My brother still saw him every single day. Even through the divorce, we saw him every single track meet, every single football game, every single basketball game, every single graduation, anything we had going on, he was still there because he counted up the cost. And I need us to get to a place collectively where we say, this is what I want. But write it out. Yep. How much does it cost? How much does it it cost? What is it going to take? What is it worth to you? Not what is it worth to everybody else? Not how cool will I look to other people? What is it worth to you? We talk about shoes all the time. I just love shoes. It's euphoric. I might not ever wear them. I just, for the first time, wore a pair of 10s or a pair of 9s, them chili red 9s. Oh, the all red ones? Yeah. I wore them for the... I bought them just to buy them. You know, longer have, every time, like, because you I like sneakers, now, he was like, I like those, and but it wasn't like I'm about to get them and wear them immediately, right? I and show wanna, off. Yeah. I'm gonna let y'all have that. Y'all want that instant gratification, and I don't have anything against it. Cool. When them Cherry 11s came out, I probably seen 80 different people having them. I don't know what it is right now about them Canadian goose jackets, but they got us in a chokehold. Oh, and them, I see them every single them, block. Them and Montclair jackets. Montclair, yeah. I'm like, and I'll be like, <laughs> I, I had to look it up online. Like, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, so and, them, and them jackets is like, y'all, y'all pay, all of y'all paying $1,200 for them coats. And Dang. it's one thing or the other. Either you paying $1,200 and showing us where your priorities are or you faking it. And I'm cool with either or. Do as you. long as you know what your priorities are. Your priorities are being seen. That's how you you feel valued when you are seen. Just acknowledge that. Yeah, Don't make I'm... it seem like you're more than what you are. Just acknowledge there's something to being seen. Me, I just buy shoes because I like shoes. Like I said, every time... I'm, probably once a month i'm not even joking 31 days 30 31 days in a month once a month me and the wife will go somewhere i'll put on some shoes she'll be like those new like no no i've been had these we (laughs) our money is together we budget our money together we save together we spend together we tithe together we give together so you can go in and see any erroneous or miscellaneous charge (laughs) that's a big word you like that right i like that you can go in and see Fraudulent. if I right. You can go in and see if I bought anything without your approval. We have an agreement where if we spend more than this amount, we check in with each other. So that's cool. That's right? cool. But 
I haven't used any of that on any of these shoes that I have. I've just had them for so long and not realized it. I had a few OG colorways from 2016, 2017, and I'm like, man, I, I forgot I even had these. Let me wear these or let me go see if somebody want them. Let me hit up a potential buyer. And I probably made like 650 from shoes that I never wore once. They're five, six years old, but they did stop. That's an investment too. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of older folks be like, ah, but it's an investment if you do it correctly. Yeah, they don't get it. And it's like, like just quick sidebar to that because we sneakerheads. I got the Wham like 92s mm-hmm. and then I just got the Cherry 11s. Right. So I'm like, they're the same shoe. One's just navy blue and one's cherry red. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could sell them both together for like nine. Yeah, a package. If I really, yeah, if I really could, wanted to, I can get every pair of 11s I got to my name that I haven't worn once, which is probably like five or six. I still ain't wore the cool grays, so I can get five or six pairs of 11s and sell them and literally get a down payment on a new Cadillac if I wanted. If to. If you wanted to, yeah, because that's just with a stick in it. That's what. It's, <laughs> you feel me? You feel me with the stick shift. You feel me. <laughs> but, man, it's like if that's where you're at, cool. Just acknowledge it. But don't mislead anybody into thinking that your values or morals are somewhere that they're just not. That's what I call misplaced morals, where you want the world to think you care about something, but you, but don't. you don't. You it's just like, wait until it's a trending topic you before fronting. you state your opinion that's on capping. it. That's capping. Right, that's capping. It's like you want everybody to think that you feel this way. I think in politics, they call it a contrarian, where you're always contrary to the popular belief. Yeah. You wait until something comes up and whatever everybody's for, like, you go no, against I'm it. I'm going against the grain. Right, you're like, eh, no, nah, I didn't agree with that. Uh, yeah, I do agree with that. You wait to see what the masses do so you can do the opposite to get some type of cool points mm-hmm. for being your own individualistic mm-hmm. person, and that's just not flying. That's not it, but, but yeah. at the same time, it's okay if you naturally go against the grain, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because we both do. Yeah, I know I do. Sometimes I'll be like, uh, like, for example, I was talking with my dad. I know this is like off the topic, but talking with my dad, Avatar, the movie mm-hmm. came out. And yeah. you know, like sometimes when these movies come out, they be like, it's the best movie you've ever seen. You have to go see it. it blah, 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 blah. Yep. And it's like they kind of like push it on you so hard to yeah. where I don't want to watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like everybody's saying this movie is great. I'm not going to see it. I'm good. Right. To me, it's going to be the same old love story of the person on this side of the fence and that side of the fence, black, white, whatever type of division you want to have, avatar, human, and whatever happens with that, and they're trying to take over their world. I don't want to see it. I've seen that many, many times. Yep. You know, you're not going to tell me how great it is, and, you know, everybody wouldn't see it, great. Yep. I'm a person, (laughs) listen, to that, to that point, hear me. I don't vouch for people. I don't stick my neck out for people. And it's not, I had quite a few bad examples, but it's not related to bad examples. Like I've had people that I've worked at certain places and they're like, hey, can you get me in? Like I can get you an interview. That's about it. And then you don't show up to the interview or you show up late or you oh, show okay. up drunk or something you show like up smelling that. like weed. And it's like when you know you have something, you got to plan for that. Yeah. You, you have to plan accordingly for that. So if you blow that, that's on you. It's not on us. It's only on us if I hyped you up and yeah, recommended exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Like he's then gonna be this us. person. And the second you make me look bad, that's the second I stop. That's the second. It's John Wick. That's excommunicado. <laughs> yeah, excommunicado. Excommunicado. <laughs> I love that you know that. Shout out to John. Yeah, Wick. yeah. Like, shout out. You are excommunicado at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with you because I stuck my neck up for you, and, and you look made me how look you bad. would play me. Right. So it's like, in that same breath, that's why I don't do movies like that. I will see movies, but I'll see movies on my own. Like when I felt like seeing them, yeah, because no time. matter what, it doesn't matter 
how esteemed you make the movie, it will never live up to what you made it out to be because that's what it meant to you. I don't care how much you feel in my Breeze, best friend. Brother. Somebody could come up like, hey, that dude you be on the podcast with, Breeze, I can give you his number. What does he do? You ask him. Where does he like to go? You ask. I'm not about to sell him. I'm not about to hype him up, and I'm not about to downplay him. Thanks. All of that's going to be. <laughs> you're welcome. All of that, cash at me later. All of that, <laughs> all of that is going to be on you because I can't just see myself forcing somebody else to agree with the standards that I placed on just something. You t- get what I'm just saying? T- if, if, you, if the girl be like, he's attractive and he's cute, just be like, he's a nice guy. That's that's all I can say. Can I will recommend- give you the most blanket answer. Re- you It'll can come with the referral then or you, recommendation. Oh, that's all. Cool. Yeah, cool. but like I said, I'm not gonna put you here. You're and not I'm about not to be like he's one of the best guys I've ever met. He, you know that I get it. Because to that exact point of movies, it doesn't matter what movie comes out. The second the movie comes out, two days later, the number one movie in America, yeah. <laughs> because it was out for two days and made a couple dollars yeah. in the films. Right. That's, that's what makes yeah, it the that's number, what makes one it number one. Did anybody vote on it compared to? what right it was the only movie out this week that's what i'm saying like it was the only movie that came out in that genre is this the best action movie of the summer is this the best thriller mm-hmm. the best animated movie the best comedy respect. the best romance respect you can't just say the number one movie in america and expect me to hop on board because once i go see it and get irritated i'm irritated with everybody that hyped it up and now <laughs> i'm mad at all of y'all right so now i'm not there anymore like yeah. when i went and saw, i can honestly say this people could feel they want to feel when i saw one kind of forever i was like man that was just it. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I'm not going to say it was great. It was just meh. Like, it, okay, I, I, that was I a agree. good production. I it was agree just with meh. you. Like, to me, the first one is, is it was better to me. Yeah. You know, not just because of Chad, Chadwick Boseman, but I felt like they was doing a whole lot of extra on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, and, and it's like me seeing everybody give it a 10 out of 10 and stuff like that. Like, I get it. I, I get still give it a 10, idea. though. Out of because 10, it's me. a great movie. That was our version of The Fast and Furious after Paul Walker died. Where the only reason they made money and they kept the franchise going was because with him passing, they had to find a way to keep the storyline going. So they started bringing people back. They started making it seem like some people died, but they faked their own death, whatever, whatever. They had to find a way to keep it going. And that first one that came out after he passed, Wiz Khalifa is making like anywhere from like 700. I forgot. Please do not quote me, but it was somewhere around like 750 grand. He made like three years straight just from that song see you again because they played that at the end as they drove apart and i'm like that's a good song i'm not gonna flex it It went for that moment but i heard the same thing about that rihanna song at the end of what kind of i was like man i didn't it it, it it was it was was cool cool. it was cool but yeah but i'm honestly like uh scissor and kendrick lamar you know what i'm saying remember the end of the first movie oh that's the jam you know what i'm saying so yeah we we it's cool we we gonna like like we say to bring it around. We bring love it bringing around. it full circle, even if we don't. It is yeah, what it is. This is our show. Today, yeah, man. this is our show. But yeah, it's like this your show. I will no. It's ours. It's ours. <laughs> <laughs> they will forever be reminded of how something was portrayed or set up. Our favorite episode of the Cosby Show, Dab and This Bricky. Oh we man, always talk about Dab, Dab and This Bricky. Bricky. It's all about presentation. The presentation where he said, "I can bring you steak, I can bring you some potatoes and asparagus, but if I don't have a plate and I go get a trash can lid and present it to you, he was it like, takes, why you not gonna eat it?' Yeah, he was it like, takes, that's how she presented us to yep. you. She you, yep. she presented you to us on a trash can lid. If she presented us to you on a plate." We might have been able to see you for the phenomenal person that you are, but look at how you got introduced to us. Look at how we didn't get to know you, your family, your likes, your dislikes. We don't know anything about you other than you're proposing to my daughter. So it's like, look at how you presented this. 
Look at how you presented this person. Look at how you presented this presidential candidate. Look at how you presented this black figure. Stop making one black person try to speak for everybody, mm-hmm. and I promise you things will go a lot more smoothly. This is not the 50s or 60s when the whole world was able to lean to a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King, which I still wish they were able to coincide and do something together and say, you know what? You the peace goer. You go do this. We the rough houses, so we gonna go kicking doors down. And but it's still the same but mission. We on, we on the same. We, yeah, we got. We going. That's all the I same wish. Goal. That's all I wish. I get that you view things differently. I get that I view things differently. But let's still come together for a common goal and instead of having this group of black people here and, and that, this and group of black people black here. And there. once we're both assassinated, we're both now going at each other. And now the government steps in and tries to do for us what we were already doing for each other. That's a whole separate podcast. So yeah. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. But it's like. Look at how we put people on these pedestals that they had no business being on. And then we get upset when they don't live up to something when it's like you put them there in the first place. They was going to do what they were. Right. They were going to the chips are going to fall where they land. As Mm -hmm. we say, like they were going to do what they were going to do. You are the one directly responsible for putting that on them and then getting upset when they didn't live up to it. I don't have that on anybody outside of my biological father. That's it. I have standards and expectations of my dad. I always have, I always will. As my child will have expectations of me. Why? Because our father has, ex- our heavenly father has expectations of us because his heavenly father has expectations of him. We all answer to somebody. Yeah, I still right. believe in that, that the, the, the God is the head of Jesus. Jesus is the head of man. Man is the head of the house. That's how I operate. That's how I live. We all answer and submit to somebody. If you don't, or if anything seems out of place, look at who's submitting to who. If someone is not submitting somewhere, there you will find chaos. You will find you will find not construction, destruction. You will find things out of place because somebody is not honoring the way God intended for things to be. Again, we're not going to muddy the waters with submission or anything like that. I'm telling you the construct that I grew up on. And that's how my father waved us. We look to him as he looked to Jesus, as Jesus looked to his father and it worked its way back down. So I said that to say I will never, ever find myself putting man on a pedestal that he just doesn't belong because yeah. once he falls on his yep. face, I need to be there to help him and not to bash him and say, you were supposed to do this. You were supposed to do that. I didn't tell you I was going to do that. You put that on me. Charles Barkley had a commercial in the nineties that I'm drove people crazy. Model. I'm not a role model. He needs to be bad. Shout bottom. out to them Barkley's. Yeah, yeah. I got a pair of Barkley's. Yep. He's not a role model. You get upset with him for saying that, but guess what? If Charles Barkley goes out and has one too many drinks and gets into a fight in a bar, you're going to be calling for his head. Yeah. When he's, he's like, I he's never a told you. I'm a human being that loves. And I'm not saying he drinks or anything like that. Yeah. That's just a very broad example. But at the same time, some positions with great responsibility. Well, with great responsibility. Power. Great power comes yeah. great responsibility. So sometimes in some positions, like you may not want to be a role model, but it's people watching you and children watching you or just people watching you. So you have to conduct yourself a certain way. And that's just a part of the game. Sometimes it is a part of the game sometimes and not a, but, and we have to be okay with them acknowledging. I didn't do this for that. Yeah. I think that's the part that, that's, that's tough that's for it. people. That's it. It's tough that's for it. people to realize I didn't do this for that. You can think I did. You can think I didn't, but I'm telling you, I didn't do this for that. I had a bigger agenda. I had a bigger plan. <laughs> I had bigger. You can't be mad at the at the athlete who says, I'm, I was doing this so I can make money and provide for my family. All the rest of this stuff, I'm not really with it. I just want to come out here, play my sport, exactly. whatever obligations I have, and I want to go home. I don't want to do 
none of that other stuff. And I want to go do what I want to do, whatever that is. Right. Like when and that should be okay. When uh, like a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll, they sometimes they, they talk yep. crazy about him because he don't say nothing. And I have I have been in that group too. Sometimes. Yeah, me too. Because it just be like you don't play, you don't explain nothing, you don't say nothing. It kind of just make you seem like you a jerk. But at the same time, I appreciate it because you keep private, private. You we we talked saying? about it last week where. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge that this is where I am. And even if it's neutral, I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I can be both. I can be neither. I can be for both sides. I can be for neither side. You brought up BG. I can say I'm glad that she's free, but we were pretty stupid to give away somebody that wasn't equivalent. We should have given away the equivalent. Is there anybody? Is there a Russian athlete that was right? Is there is trouble? there a Russian athlete here that had a weed on a player? Who you know what caught? I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> could we have done that? So it's like. You Wouldn't can be both over here. or you can be neither, <laughs> right. right? But it's like I use George Floyd as an example because when George Floyd was murdered, how many people did you see walking off stage? How many people did you see walking, you know what I'm saying, like Kenny Smith on TMT when he walked off was like, I, I just feel I need to do this. Barkley didn't. Nope. Shaq didn't. Shaq didn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like how many athletes were showing up after Eric Gardner with I Can't Breathe shirts and how many didn't? It's like we shouldn't have to be expected to take a position just because you feel our status gives us the right yeah, to hold exactly that position. Like like you were saying, yeah. like, look, I'm not political. I Justice for George Floyd, I will donate money to them without y'all knowing because everything doesn't need to be publicized. Right. Check the Bible about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Everything doesn't need to be it publicized. Don't. Jesus had a whole sermon on the mount about that in Matthew chapter 6, I believe, where he's telling us, when you pray, pray like this. Don't do it this way. Don't be y'all open about it, flailing and stuff. When you giving, don't be out on it. This is modern day. When you giving, don't be out on the streets giving like this. Don't look at look a homeless person. Right. Don't look at a homeless person and do that and then do it for don't don't do it for that. If you genuinely want to um, support a cause, there are so many ways to go about it without you seeking that gratification yourself because that is the moment you put yourself above me and I can't have that. I can't have you worshiping yourself or idolizing yourself. I can't have that. So if there are athletes that are just like, yo, I'm not religious. I don't go to church. I'm not political. That's okay. I just wanted to buy my mom a house because we grew up in the streets. I grew up seeing my dad beat my mom every single day. And I told her, mom, when I make it, you ain't going to have nothing to worry about. I'm going to move you to a nice community. I'm going to get you a big old house, a big old car. You can have whatever you want. You ain't going to have to work another day in your life. I love Stephen A. story because no matter what people say about him, I love when he said, I remember the second I signed that nine-figure check. And I went straight to my mom's job and said, mom, come on. Leave. You're not working anymore. What was her pay supposed to be today? Okay, here. I'll cut you a check for the pay that she was supposed to receive today so that the books are square, but she's gone. I love stories like that because that's the goal. That's not the American dream. That's our dream. Our dream is to do that. Make sure your parents is good. Yeah, so so pardon me if I come to the league saying I don't care about none of that. I'm paid to put this ball in the hoop and to stop the other team from putting the ball in the hoop. Anything more than that is not happening. Anything less than that does not happen. And this is what I do. You make that practical. What is that for you? If you are saying I'm working this job because I want to pay my bills or I want to set my kids up or I want to generate some type of wealth that will transfer to my family and upcoming generations to come. If that's it, okay, cool. Then you clock in at 9 o'clock, you clock out at 5, you take your lunch break at 12, you come back at 1230 and that's it. You don't do a a notch more than what you feel is expected not the bare minimum but just the requirements and that is okay because there isn't anybody that should be bothered by you not doing anything more than you made it clear from the that's jump right i'm not doing that's right 
What time we at? Man, 105. Cool. Running we your been, mouth. We been... <laughs> First of all. Hey, but it's a good show. Hey, this, this is a good one. Great show this is today. a good one. Like, yeah. Man, I know sometimes podcasts, when they get to be long, but it's information in here, whether you at the 25-minute mark, the 45-minute yeah. mark, or the 105 mark. I'm I'm not going to hold you. If I, I did, we talked about it. I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm going to do a quick 30 minutes. Um, try to be in and out so that people can listen to it when they drive. Look, either you're going to listen or you're not going to listen. But I owe it to the one or two people that reach out and say stuff like, hey, man, why you? That didn't seem like you. You talk longer than that. That 30 minutes was cool, but it felt like you had a lot more to say. Then I tuned in the next week and you didn't pick up where you left off. So you just left us on the cliffhanger. And I, I, ain't, I ain't appreciate that. I'll be reading the reviews. And shout stuff, out shout and out I to everybody, it. man, with their feedback and comments, man. That's, yeah, that's like love. that. that really means that's a lot. Dope. And so it's like. I know we have these structured mindsets of wanting to do things. You yeah, know, church yeah. is only ninety minutes, but you can go. Yeah, you know, you can go see home. Avatar at three hours. True. You can go watch a game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can go to you can, in the middle of the winter. Go to Bill I, Mafia. I'm not. Go to it. Chicago. Go to Green Bay. You will right, see people be out sitting there. Sitting. There. So don't tell me yep. that you won't devote time, effort, and energy into something if it really matters to you. Mm-hmm. This is what matters to me. Again, love or hate Joe Rogan. When you get a nine-figure deal to sit and talk, talk for three hours, every episode is between two and three hours, and you get paid for that. You get paid to sit, talk, and let everybody around you do what they love to do. And because you get a huge amount, they get a percentage of that. So whoever is the breeze to him is easily getting six figures at the very least to set up, to press play, to change, to EQ the mics, to to do all of that stuff. Like, bro, I'm telling you, and when I make it, I don't know how much I'm going to be making, but when, when I make it, we already know Breeze is going to be there because he was the first one that took a chance on me. Well, I came to Breeze off of the Four Black Girls podcast. Shout yep. out to the Four Black yep, Girls podcast. To, I ain't seen them Four Black Girls. I need y'all, <laughs> how y'all to, doing? I don't know if y'all pulled a, a, a Pretty Ricky and just became Pleasure P and Spectac. <laughs> but uh, if, if y'all are the two black girls or whatever, um, yeah, I'm going to need y'all to, 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 to come back live. I'm going to tag the page in this post yeah, and see that, if they man. respond. Shout out to them, man. But yeah, that's I, how all of this came about. Their, record their podcast. All of this came yep. about because my friend Candace reached out to me and was like, you know, we want to have a few guys on just yep, to, you know. I remember that. Yeah. And I still talk to all of them. I talk to Calvin. I talk to Jay. I talk to Darius. Like, I still talk to all yeah, of them. shout out to them brothers, man. So it's like, look. After that, we talked separately because you was like, hey, I, I appreciated what you said. Briefly, yeah. I said something about uh, wealth and I said something about the Cosby show. And you was like, that was good. And I was like, hey, you know what? Do you do this for just her? You do this for other she people? No, I do it all the time. And that was 2019. Yep. Four years ago now. Yep. Yep. Been rocking right for four the years. Be- See? Benchmarks. Four years. Bring exactly. it back to the beginning. Benchmarks. Sometimes with life, it's with people that you meet, relationships that you start. You know what I'm yep. saying? So, Or a podcast starting. That's a benchmark. Took a whole year off. And again, 52 weeks in a year. That's four years. So there's no reason why I don't have at least, I should have over 200 episodes. There's no reason why I don't have at least 150. Like none, zero reason at all. So again, I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. I appreciate those that are still tuning in. I appreciate everybody that done have my back. I appreciate everybody that, you know, disagrees with me. Let me just give a special shout out to the people that disagree with me. Why? Because some of you, not all of you, but some of you, you keep me honest. You help me understand the other side, right? I speak from two different areas. Let me get one quick example and then I'm going to close us out in a prayer. My quick example. Um, I remember being 
11 years old, I have to remember. I was 11 years old. Longest story short, me my me and my two brothers, he my cousin, but my family yeah. took me to my black, brother. Black folks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So me and my two brothers, my brother JR and my brother Hit, we all riding around suburbs out in New Baltimore, right in Macomb. Oh, boy. Um, we out there, exactly. So you know what the story's going Three, we three ri- brothers. Right. We ride, we riding our bikes, and uh, this uh, little boy comes up to us who was white and points to his dad. was like, that's him. He stole my bike. And we like, we didn't. I know I told the story before, yep. but it was like, no, we didn't steal your bike. My dad, my dad, literally surprised my brother with this bike. It was a mongoose. You know, everybody had mongoose yep, yep, with, with the, the pegs. Come on, oh, man. Yeah, bro. Oh, I, want, oh, I wanted one. All right, all right. I'm, I'm trying to I make the story short. I'm trying to make the story short. It's cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got excited. We all got to get a bike with pegs on the yeah, We got to get a bike. I'm about to go buy a mongoose. Just no mom bike. We got to go get a mongoose with pegs. On I'm about to go get one. Had your cousins on the front because you had to go to the grocery store. Say, on the front with ba- All right, I'm trying. Not your I'm big trying. cousin, though, because he's going to make the tire go down. I'm trying. Continue. <laughs> Continue. The biggest one had to ride. Yeah, he had to ride. was on the back, on the shoulders. Yep. And the ones that were the strongest had to sit on the front. There you go. Cradled in there with all go. of the groceries. All right, anyway, I love us so much. We ain't going to never get through this episode, man. Okay. Oh, I'm clipping this for Instagram. But, yeah, so he comes up. He starts tripping and fussing, telling his dad. I was like, yep, that's our bike. We call our dad kind of hysterical. My dad didn't hesitate. My dad came right up there with the receipts. My dad keeps yeah, receipts. Yeah, the receipts. I'm, I'm talking, I keep, I get all my receipts emailed because I lose paper. Yeah. So I have all my receipts all emailed to me. All you do is go in and search. But this was 2003, 2004. Yeah, yeah. So he had hard. A paper And I'm receipt. talking, that bike, he had for over a year. My pop pulled up without hesitation with the receipt. But the best part was the cop there was the cop of the school I was at, Officer Wiley. Officer Tim Wiley. Shout out to Officer Tim Wiley. I heard he was in the FBI now. I just, I, I loved everything about him. He used to come up to the school. He would sit with us, give us chips and, and Gatorade and Doritos and would just sit and shoot the breeze with us and stuff like that. But what, what happened was he came over and was talking to the dad, pulled the dad offside and just blasted the dad. Was like, I've known these kids for over two years since they've been out here. These kids respect me every single day. In fact, they're the only kids that call me sir because that's what we were taught. If somebody's older than you, the last word out of your mouth is sir or ma'am, and it will be loud and it will be clear. So everyone was yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, no, sir, or no, ma'am. So because of that, we had that rapport. So he didn't even hesitate. So he was like, I don't need to see the receipt. I know that these aren't them. Get your kid in line. Get your kid in order. If I hear anything else, this is going to be an issue for defamation because we're not we're not going through this. So there was a white cop in a predominantly white area that had my back, right? Long story short, 2010, I graduate boot camp. My dad has a charger, works at Chrysler. I go pick up another one of my brothers, um, Seven Mile and John R. Yeah, right over there. Yeah, I go right, right over. I picked up, oh, Eight Mile and John R, the booby trap. Always yeah. know from the booby trap, yeah. Um, I'm going to just stay silent for a little bit. This <laughs> 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 is fake. I DJ there, don't trip, bro. We... We, uh, we got we got history there. Oh I'm man! In that oh god, that is so funny. But yeah, he they literally stay it's right behind life, the real life, man. Gym. We real people. But yeah, so I picked him up. We're driving a cop with no lights, unmarked, just behind us. So I started maneuvering around, and before you know it, it's like three squad cars in front, one squad car behind. All of them get our lights on, guns drawn, telling us to put our hands up. We put our hands up. I told my cousin to shut up, don't say anything. The cop comes over, pulls me out of the car, slams you on the hood, has the gun to the back of my temple. I feel it because it's cold. I feel it to the back of my temple. Say, don't you effing move. All of this, like. All of that, grab my, all, grab all my of, license. All of the extra stuff that we've, if you were a black man, that you probably experienced. Exactly. And so all of that happened. The first thing he saw when he opened my wallet was my military ID. It was like, you a Marine? I said, I literally just graduated boot camp three days ago. Literally. I'm on vacation for 10 days, and this is how I got to spend my vacation. I'm saying to my mom, and I'm like, yes, sir. I graduated boot camp three days ago. 
So they let me go. Like there was no discussion. There was nothing. The people they were looking for, there was a, a call in of two guys joyriding in that area in an older beat up car. Okay, this was a brand new Charger SRT, bright candy red. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you saw two black kids joyriding and thought that you had a case, but you didn't. You thought we stole it, hotwired it or something. Nothing, nothing that warranted guns to my head. Nothing. I'm saying that to say I've had experiences where the cops looked out for me. I've had experiences where the cops pissed me off so and literally I, wanted to pull, pull, like literally take my head yeah, off. So because yeah. I had the experience of both, I make up a small percentage of people that can see and understand both, both sides. sides. Yeah. So I can speak and say, "Hey, no, nah, hey, y'all, y'all need, to, y'all don't need the trip because he's good. I've been here before. They, they trust me. They don't, they don't see things like that. I'm also been places where it's like, nope, keep your hands on the steering wheel, ten and two. Don't do anything without asking them. If you have your CPO, you need to let them know now. If wherever your wallet is, tell them where it is and tell them when you're reaching for it. My wallet to my back right pocket. May I reach for it? Okay, thank you. I'm reaching for it now. I'm or, or if you, now. or if you want to take it a step further, as soon as you getting pulled over put that mug put all that stuff on the dashboard exactly and saying yep my license is right there registration right right there yep that's what i do so yeah it's like i've seen both sides so i appreciate the people that disagree with me and that i disagree with because we get to sit and understand like we talked about last week you draw six i'm sitting on the other side i see a nine you come around so i can show you the nine i come around to show you the six and it's like oh okay i understand i still disagree but i understand and i'm cool with that that's the goal the goal is at the end the goal is not for you to agree with me breeze the goal is for you to understand me so long as you understand me we can disagree till we blow in the face because we're just not going to see things the same way we don't have the same house uh we don't have the same thoughts we don't have the same uh jobs we don't have the same political views we don't have the same religion that's fine all that matters is you understanding why i do what i do because i'm not going to change them just to accommodate you i'm not going to change my stance or my morals or my ethics or my belief system just to make you feel better about your lack thereof that's not how this works the only way this works is if we both see each other hear each other and understand each other i'm gonna let you get the last word then we're gonna pray and get out of here hey my last word this is a great show today man um it was this great show man it was. like authentic it's a lot it's a lot that you can take away from it today so man just make sure y'all you know like share subscribe whatever you know you're doing wherever you watch your podcast at um and uh man just shout out to all the support and shout out to you for listening to what people say and taking it to consideration i will never silence anybody i will always give you the space and the time to speak it blows people's minds when we're talking and i see their faces tense up or they'll stop talking and i'll have to say you have the floor. I will not interrupt you. Go yeah. ahead. It drives them insane. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt you. People, I value what you have to say. People so used to that. Me, I'm used to that. So it's, it, I made it my mission to say, I'm not going to do what's constantly done to me. I know you don't want to hear what I have to say. So to show you that I'm in good graces, I'm going to hear you all. I'm going to take that high road. It may not happen all the time, but I'm going to take that high road. <laughs> all right. But yeah, it, oh man, it's 110. All right. You got it, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I thank you so very much. Ah, you are so good. You are so kind. You are so gracious. Um, You allow us to speak openly and freely. You allow us to be reminded just of your love. I love that I was reminded of a chapter in Luke. And while I couldn't address it, I was able to pull it up and find where you were speaking of counting up the cost of being a disciple. And we were able to relate that to the people to say, before we move, let us count up the cost. So Holy Spirit, before we take action on things, let us count up the cost. Before we uh, make a purchase or a decision, let us count up the cost. Before we decide to cut somebody off or to move on 
or, or to make a drastic change in our lives and our families and our marriage and our friendships. Oh, God, I just pray that you would lead us to count up the cost. And so long as we see that the price is worth paying, let us not hesitate. You saw a price of death and you said these people are worth it. You saw a price of dying on a cross and said, this is the price I will pay for my people because I love them this much to pay this price so that they never have to pay anything remotely close to this. We thank you for that. We thank you for that model. Thank you for showing us what it means to count up the cost and being willing to pay for it. Let us take that model and count up the cost and be ready to pay for our families, to pay for our lives, to pay for our health. Let us, Holy Spirit, not just literal money, but spiritually, let us be prepared to do whatever needs to be done so that we can live a full and happy life in you. In Jesus' name, amen amen this has been another episode of the tsm podcast shout out to everyone that has been rocking with me please do me a favor please like comment subscribe leave an honest review again honesty is the key even if you disagree with me i would love to hear how i can do or help or support you so that we can make this show better for everybody much love y'all peace